The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. Cast Live, episode 195, for the week of September 18th, 2018. Hello, everybody. I am podcaster and stay-at-home astronaut, Jeremy Vilmer, and joining us this week is Joe <laughs> Slepsky from the podcast, Joe on Joe. What's happening, Joe? What's happening, stay-at-home astronaut? Well, you know, just stuff around the house, I guess, primarily. <laughs> you know, staying-at-home astronaut kind yeah. of things, like launch pads in my ba- basement, yeah. Hey, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sa- satellites in your toilet bowl. Well, this Space Force thing isn't going anywhere, so I you know, I got to do something. I don't know. Well, Cross my fingers, holding my breath. It's getting some legs. Is it? And also, <laughs> jo- <laughs> and also joining us is freelance gerbil trainer and a uh, member of the Armed Services of America, Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? Howdy doody, gentlemen. So, Paul, what can you tell us about Space Force? Uh, there might be one. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so it's the same same as I heard about it last time. Yeah, I mean they're actually like seriously talking about it. Well, <laughs> on our on my end. Well, that's so something. Uh, doesn't the Air Force lose out on something by losing Space Command to Space Force? Oh yeah, they would. They yeah. would. They'd have to. Yeah, as long as they don't bust out like. The uniform laughing. Like a, a, as long as like, they don't bust out yeah, laughing. Bust out laughing. And if their uniforms aren't a red shirt. Oh, well, I think the uniform would have to be one of those tinfoil <laughs> uniforms with the bubble hats we saw in the 50s, right? Yes. Yeah. Brought jo- to you by the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Joe, what's going on at Joe on Joe this week? Mm, we just recorded an episode where G.I. Joe visits El Dorado, the lost city of gold. Ooh, fancy. Does, do they kill any natives? No. Oh, they okay. actually, strangely, they don't No. No, they don't kill natives, but there is a native there. Teaser, spoiler alert. Spoilers. It's a very remin- it's very reminiscent of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. Let's just say that. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, that, that gets us started, so let's uh, dive right into the news for the week. Oh, no, wait, I almost forgot nope. something, because we, we took a week off, so I forget things. Yeah. What are we geeking out about this week? Paul, let's start with you. Me and Joe might be geeking out about the same thing, but I don't know. Okay, uh, well, what is it? Spider-Man PS4. Oh. Playing the crap out of that game. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet. Freaking awesome. Absolutely I keep fantastic. considering buying it. I just haven't done it yet. To, to I my a PS4 just, just to have that game. <laughs> that's awesome. To my eternal shame, uh, I have it. I've played it for about an hour and a half. Really enjoyed it, and then have not had time. Been very busy. Well, life happens sometimes. Yeah, I know, I know. But the hour and a half I did play, honestly, it's amazing. 
Yes. So on on a scale of uh, Superman sixty four to <laughs> Batman Arkham Knight, where would you put it? I definitely put it up there with Batman. It's nowhere near Batman's. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is sixty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely Arkham. It's it's yeah. it's probably Arkham Asylum. Okay. Because I think I think Arkham City did the best one, and then Arkham Knight was the third best. It's always the third one in the trilogy that lets you down. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed Arkham Knight, but the car scenes and the super predictable plot twist kind of take it down a peg or two for me. I agree. The car just threw me off. I was I was used to being Batman as uh, Batman without the Batmobile. Obviously, the Batmobile isn't a huge part of Batman, but for some reason, playing that game, you play it for so many hours prior to you get to the third throwing a Batmobile and just throws me. Yeah. Well, not only that, but when I bought it and most of the time that I played it, I had a job where I was in my car eight hours a day. So I didn't really want to, you know, be in a car when I played a video game. Right. Yeah. yeah makes sense. So did your car have a rocket jet? Um, I'm actually not allowed to answer that question. <laughs> Oil spurts out the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works. That's pretty sweet. I did consider buying a flamethrower for the uh, dual exhaust at one point, though. Sweet. Yeah. So, Joe, if it's not uh, if it's not Spider-Man, what are you geeking out about this week? Mm, that's a good question, because I know we're going to cover one of the things that I was geeking out about. So, um, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I guess I would have to say uh, comic books, just comic books in general. I've, uh, I have bought a collection during the week. Oh, nice. And, yeah, and I've been going through it and sorting it, and I literally spent 14 hours in my garage yesterday going going through about, I think I got through about eight long boxes of comics, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was awesome. Just sorting, stacking, refiling, rebagging preparing some to sell, things like that. Were there any surprises or anything you didn't expect to find in there that you did find? Um, yes and no. So I had previously gone through this person's collection and bought the, bought the, the good stuff from them, so mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to find a ton of really nice uh, surprises. But uh, one of the things was a um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Um, <coughs> pardon me. A Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles miniseries called Body Count. With Ice-T. Yeah, right? I was going to say, yeah. like the band? Right, exactly, yeah. No, and it was, I didn't know anything about it, but it apparently was a uh, supposed to be like a, a Casey Jones and Raphael crossover book. And it's drawn by Simon Bisley, and it's amazing. Wild. And I, yeah, and I'm not even that huge of a, of a Turtles fan, but and I haven't read it yet, but I've flipped through most of the issues, and I love it. I've never, I've never encountered this book. Like, it's just not very... Yeah, it was. I don't think it had a really huge circulation, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Who published that one? Uh, that was uh, published by Image. It was published 1990, by Image. 1996, yeah. Yeah, the year's not surprising to me, but um, it does sound kind of wild. I, do, I am a big fan of Simon Bisley's art. I, I oh, do, yeah. I do oh, yeah. have to say that. I, I love it. You know, even just like his pinup pieces and covers, I, I can just stare at for hours. Yeah, he's this generation's Frank Frazetta. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Um, I'm not really geeking out about anything this week. I'm still playing that stupid Conan game. Um, <laughs> stupid, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, it, it's a lot like Minecraft, except you're a barbarian, you know? You get to kill shit, yeah. I mean, you get to kill more shit in a more graphic way. I did just build a mead hall in there, though. That was pretty cool. 
That's great. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. It made me want to like try to make mead. Yeah, because I had to go catch bees and build a bee box and then learn how to ferment. It's it's a pretty yes. in depth game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah. Um. Outside of that, yeah, there's really not a whole lot I'm geeking out about this week. I mean, there's been a, a lot of cool stuff, but with Halloween coming up, I the, the the new Halloween movie that is, I am almost 100% focused on that, and I, I'm just like holding my breath until I finally get to see it. So it better not suck. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I really hope it's good. Yeah. It's got to it's got to be better than The Predator. Uh, yeah, that's what you were saying, and <clears throat> I had no desire to go see the Predator. I didn't even see the last one where uh, Adrian Eric, Brody was in it. Or uh, Eric Foreman was in it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Topher. Topher. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't have any desire to see that one. This one, I mean, I love the original Predator. I saw it in the theater twice oh, yeah. as a kid. You know, um, but I just didn't have any desire to see this one. And everything, include from what you've said to the few headlines I've seen about it in different places. I'm just like, I, I'm glad I missed that completely. I'm not surprised at all. That's yeah, oh, it is a, it is a train wreck of storytelling. And I am, I am really shocked that this was a Shane black movie. Cause it's really bad. Yeah. I, you know how much of that I wonder is just uh, corporate meddling and everything now. Well, I, I mean, I, if it is, I hope that they realize that and tr- try to never do it again with any other movie. Because, I mean, you, you kind of have to see it for some of the complaints to make sense. But there are just there's just whole segments of the story that are just so tacked on and done for no real good reason. Um, and especially like the big MacGuffin, like the movie ends on such a dud of a thud of a note, Ugh. like 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 literally the final shot. You, you you leave the theater angry like they don't even they don't even like like redeem it with something cool with you no it's i can't believe that that's what they thought would make a good ending to this moment so was it as bad as the ending to matthew broderick's godzilla um no that was cool really like, you... that, that was like old school <laughs> horror movie ending yeah well it's it, godzilla yeah. dies and then the eggs hatch they kill the babies and godzilla comes back to life then godzilla dies then the eggs hatch yeah, you, I mean, you can't you, you know. can't pull the same swerve on me twice, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean that's you know that's that's the horror movies, right? Like the no, the creature's not really no. dead. Like yeah, but you, you don't do it twice because it loses emphasis then. Okay, well this isn't anything. This is no swerve twice. This is <laughs> they set up a MacGuffin throughout most of the movie that you you sort you barely track. First of all, you barely track that they are supposed to be looking for this thing, but once they do, they're like, hey, we finally found it, and it is awful just oh. awful so that is unfortunate yeah yeah and, and again i don't want to spoil it and when you see it you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but like yeah. it, it is the kind of thing that marvel would have done as a stinger at the end of the credits except the way they structured their movie is it became the object of pursuit in this movie it wasn't okay. like a random thing that was mentioned earlier it was we got to stop them from getting this gotcha yeah oh it's terrible it's yeah just bad. So it's like Circle of Iron when it ends with him getting the uh, the fabled book and finding out inside of it the secret of life is just a mirror. What is Circle of Iron? Oh, oh Joe! <laughs> oh my God! So Bruce Lee Bruce Lee had an idea for a movie, and um, 
it, it was going to be it was going to be a philosophical martial arts movie, and that was the whole point of it. But then Bruce Lee died, so David Carradine decided it was up to him. Uh, and and uh, uh, Sterling Sullivant, who worked with uh, Bruce Lee on uh, brought, uh, Long Street and a couple other projects, uh, they picked it up and ran with it. And it's, it starts with this guy, it's this white guy, I can't remember who, who the actor's name, I don't remember, the character's name is Cord, and he fights in a tournament. And Jeff some, Cooper. Yes. Just called it up on IMDb. Yes. And, and so uh, far, honestly, you were spot on. You even know the name of the director. It yeah. is absolutely Sterling Sillifant. Yeah. Or, and, yeah, or the writer, rather. Sorry. Yeah. And so the, the, he, he, you know, Jeff Cooper's character cheats in the fight, and they declare it a win, and Roddy McDowell says, well, we're going to send somebody else to go learn this secret. And it's this continuous, like, going around and finding things, and you learn this lesson to move on to this one, and finally he gets the end. And he gets the secret of life and opens the book, and it's a mirror. And so he goes, <laughs> which, if it had been done well, if it had been done well, would have been such an awesome movie. But it was such a ham-fisted. Do you remember the, the fight scenes in uh, Iron Fist and how bad they were? Uh-huh. Now, now, slow it down. Slow it down. Slow it down. Tighten up the camera even more so you can see less of what's happening. And those are the fight scenes in this movie. <laughs> and, and also, what year did that? What, what year was that? Seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy nine. Uh, there. That was nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. And so, imagine also trying to film something like that back then, because film was so damn expensive, you couldn't do a lot of quick cuts. That's that's fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's sometimes. I, I mean, I want to see this now. Oh, you, you have to. It's two hours of your life you will never get back. I mean, it's got like Wallach. It's got Christopher Lee, Roddy McDowell. Oh yeah. Said. No, mean, no. It's got. Some, there's players in this movie. Oh yeah. It, it, it's it. It is worth watching at the very least to understand what a great movie it could have been. Okay, so you've seen it. Tell me if this if this means anything in context with the film, because it's also known as the silent flute. Yes, David Carradine, one of David Carradine's four or five characters, plays a flute. <laughs> <laughs> Is he trying to be the? Uh, oh, what's his name? Oh God, Inspector Clouseau, who would who, uh, who played a million characters in Strange Love. What's his name? Um, damn it, what was his name? Uh, Peter. Peter Peter Sellers. Peter like Sellers, Peter yeah. Sellers? Is that the Kung Fu Peter Sellers? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's just he plays like four or five different characters. Like <laughs> the whole thing is supposed to be an exploration of Eastern mysticism and its relationship to martial arts, and then it's just so poorly cast and so poorly choreographed <laughs> that right. even even all these names that are in there, you know, I'm like literally like just you know the royalty of sixties and seventies exploitation and horror and all this stuff. And it still just falls flatter than the uh, voice of the lead singer of um, System of a Down. <laughs> out of nowhere. Out of that, nowhere. That dude takes a shot. Oh, I like him. That's <laughs> fine, but you have to admit he has a flat voice. Yeah. You got, you got a problem with Armenians or what? No, not at all. I like Armenians. <laughs> I, love their, I love their food. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Serge Tankian yes. is sitting on, he's, he's enjoying a nice dinner. Dinner. And he goes, what the fuck? Did someone just shit on my voice? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, because because um, if you don't listen to Bobby Blaze's uh, Bell to Bell of Bobby Blaze, you don't realize what a heel shithead I've turned into lately. Listen, if you don't listen to Bell to Bell of Bobby Blaze, then you're not listening to anything because that's what you need to listen to. Yeah, well, and this show, and and Joe on Joe. Well, I mean, listen, there's a whole list of things you need to be listening to, but Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze, that's one of them. Yeah, because I've been shitting on people left and right for like three weeks now on there. <laughs> it's uh, it's gotten kind of ugly. Matter of fact, a fan has made a video of a 20-minute rant I go on. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, we've got this uh, listener, he's kind of started doing graphics for us, but he... um. He's also running an independent YouTube page, pulling stuff out of our show and then adding videos to give it context. It's some amazing stuff, really. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, he was in the Carolinas, so hopefully he's okay and everything went all went okay there. But we should probably get on to the news at some point here. Yeah. We? yeah. Awesome. So, Paul, why don't you give us story number one? Um, so we finally got uh, a good look at some pictures of robot man from doom patrol mm-hmm. from the new doom patrol series that the dc streaming service is going to eventually come out with and i uh, just wonder what you guys thought of it i thought it looked it looks very uh wb a little bit yes it looks but, very uh cw i guess would be the yeah, model, cw yeah. yeah sorry yeah cw but it's still but they it looks authentic very though. accurate and authentic yeah. So I think maybe after some post-production, it looks good. But I was pleasantly surprised it didn't go, like, try to take it in some weird-ass direction. That was pulled pretty much from the books. So. Yeah, because it could have been real easy for them to do, like, tracksuit and hidden robotics. Yeah, it could have looked like uh, the Red Tornado. Yeah. Did. Yeah, do you guys remember when uh, they brought Cyborg on a Smallville? That's what I was thinking yeah. of specifically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. When everybody got their superhero tracksuits and... Yep. Yeah. That was bad, but this one looks like. Give me it's, some hope for this this uh, new streaming service. I I am kind of excited. Um, I did I did see a thing. Now I'm going to get off Doom Patrol here for a second. Apparently, uh, Robin uh, is going to be a violent bastard, and Dick Grayson is going to be kind of a violent child <laughs> in Titans. You didn't know from the little teaser trailer. Well, I, like I said, he was in Titans. Robin is in a fuck Batman sort of place. Apparently, yeah. I thought that's what Jason Todd was for, but yeah, because guess... well, isn't he? Is he Tim Drake or is he Jason Todd? Well, this is Dick Grayson in Titans, Dick. and and Jason Todd shows Todd, up in the fourth Todd. or fifth episode. It looks like, yeah. So yeah, what so, is he gonna? So be? who was wait? So who was saying fuck Batman? That was uh, that was Dick. Dick. That was Dick. Okay. Yeah. And look, here's the thing. Go back and read Titans. Robin was in an angry. I mean, Dick Grayson. Robin was in an angry at Batman place. He couldn't get out from under his shadow. Yeah, the early days. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Past. And that's that's where this starts. Is the early days. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't now, know how I feel about that. Well, you know, you know Paul, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about lots of things. <laughs> I mean, know? just because it's the first thing doesn't mean it's the best version. You know what I'm saying? I, know, I, I read a thing the other day where they said it was based on the 1960s series Teen Titans. I'm like, couldn't you at least fucking crack open a <laughs> Wikipedia or something to check oh, your... What, <laughs> I hate... Whenever you see... Whenever you see someone write about like comics like that, I, I make I just think, what else do they get wrong on an everyday basis mm-hmm. that they never fact check? Well, that just, I don't that I don't know anything about. It, it is absolutely it, writers like top ten list writers and YouTube stars. I, I have trouble watching some of them because 
or we, reading the list or watching some of the YouTubes yeah. because as soon as they go to say somebody's name, they mangle it, and you're like, so you don't even know the topic you're talking about. No. Or right. then you read a sentence like that where it's like, you know, just off by two decades. You're like, so you didn't even bother to fact check yourself before you wrote this down. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That is super freaking annoying. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, that's bad. bad so, Joe, bad, you bad. St- have you started watching? Because you've already signed up for this. I have right? signed up, but it's not available yet. The show hasn't. The show has not premiered. Just the streaming service went live. Yeah, it's not out till October, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got. I mean, I I imagine there's a fair amount of um, kinks to iron out from the technical side. I I wouldn't be oh, surprised. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean. You can you can check out some. I mean, some of the stuff. Oh, is oh, the oh they have a lot. No, no, they have a lot of content that's available. Yeah, yeah. it's just uh-huh. that you know they got. I mean, I tried I tried watching something the other day and it was just real buggy. It's, I wasn't upset because. The thing just launched, but yeah, yeah, like it was real buggy to get start started and stuff like yeah. that. So they they got to iron all that out. Which is was fun. it? Um, were you trying to watch Linda Carter as Iron Man or Iron Man as Wonder Woman by any chance? Yes, I was trying to watch yeah. Linda Carter as Iron Man. And it was weird. I was just I was just flipping through. Like, what the hell's going on? Well, what I ended up having to do is I put two screens on, and one I ran to Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, the other one I put at the original Iron Man, and I just opened and closed that's my eyes stuff. really quick. Yeah, that's why that's why I should never try to like ad lib a sentence while I'm actually <laughs> looking at a picture on my browser. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's like that's what I would watch. I, I know it has to be embarrassingly worse than I remember it, but God, I love that show as a kid. Well, I love that show. I own that show. That's part. Of, I own all these shows on DVD. So as I was strolling through the through the uh, uh, available videos, I'm like, I own that. I've watched that. I own that. that. I've watched that. I've owned that. that. I've watched that. Yeah. So I got some of the newer cartoons I need to catch up on. Yeah, I was gonna say, do they? Because ha- that's. They have all like the you know what's the Justice League action? Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if action is on there. I don't remember seeing that, but they that's have a all, great show. That's on Hulu. Direct. They have all yeah, the direct. Yeah, watching DVD. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's on Hulu because I I went and watched a couple episodes with my grandson when he was visiting this summer. Yeah, <clears> and I liked it. I thought it was good, but why is every animated show eight minutes now? It's not eight minutes. Yeah. Is it? Each bit of that Justice League action is eight minutes. It is. Yes. Jeez. But do okay. they air them? Oh, I assume. Do, I assume it's they only put, on Hulu. No, I think it's on a, a, a cartoon channel or something. But um, I assume they put two or three bits in an episode online. But the way it oh. aired that I saw, oh. it was eight minute chunks. Huh. Well, well, I mean that's catering to the short attention span. Goddamn yeah. MTV running the young. No. Yeah. Uh, I watched the whole first season. I thought it was awesome. And Mark Hamill swamp thing, so I can't be mad at that. I didn't realize it was him. Yeah, he plays. He does the voice for Swamp Thing. That's cool. I he's did. So, and he's so method. He, he he showed up to set every day in a swamp outfit. That's right. Yeah, a ghillie suit and a ghillie suit. Yeah. 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 I did see where Derek Mears has been cast as Swamp Thing for DC streaming service. I can't wait to watch that show. You know what's funny about Derek Mears? He's actually fucking hilarious. He's like part of an improv group on top of being an MMA fighter and completely scary. Really? Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I was just going to say, who's Derek Mears? He played Jason in the remake, but he's also been on like Holliston and a bunch of other like small, you know, kind of underground stuff. But he's a... this big monstrous dude who has alopecia, so he's got no uh, no hair. He's just all you know, bald like eyebrows and everything. Okay, <clears throat> but he's um he's an MMA fighter. He's like six foot five or something, muscly, but he's also like hilarious. 
So it's it should. I would be have good. never thought he was like super. Yeah, hold on, keep going with that description. Deep six five, muscly, mm-hmm. <laughs> muscled up. He's no Ooh. Brie Larson, Joe. Put it oh in the tank. boy. <laughs> but, but we'll get there in a moment. Um, I'm going to read the headline on this one because I don't have a lot to say about it. Marvel throws shade at Batman wedding with Fantastic Four wedding announcement. What can you guys tell me about that? Well, um, I think this ahead, is a, oh, I'm sorry. I think this is another in a long line of Marvel. Usually it's Marvel sniping after DC. Mm-hmm. It's rare that DC does it first. But... um. Yeah, the Batman announcement fell flat to a lot of people, yeah. um, me being one of them. Were Primarily, you... yeah, so so Bat, Bruce Wayne and was going to marry Selena Kyle, and it never happened. There's a shocker. So, yeah, well, shocker. Batman so now, well, Batman was going to marry was, Catwoman. Right, right. So we'll, we'll get to that. So <laughs> now specific. apparently Marvel is, is announcing that, hey, Ben Grimm and Alicia are going to get married. And so they're, you know, they're throwing... They're saying, like, this wedding definitely have the couple saying I do all that. And that's throwing shade at DC. And I got to be honest, it's well-earned, but it's also, like, point the finger at yourself, Marvel. Thank you. You, you did the exact same thing with the, with same, the X-Men. Yeah, the same. week. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 And a couple weeks or so, yeah. Yeah, and at least the DC one storytelling-wise. I think, here's, I think DC dropped the ball marketing-wise with that. Yes. And they, they continue to. This week they released a uh, Batman the Wedding album trade paperback. Yeah, I was just like, are you kidding me? Oh, it's so maddening. Why would you do – knowing Why? that they didn't get married. No one's going to want to buy that. Right. I. It's absolutely maddening. But storytelling-wise, it was a very good story, and it was uh, really well told. Yeah, it was well told, and I think it worked with all the characters. On the flip side, Marvel, their storytelling – the storytelling of the X-Men story was garbage. Garbage. Thank Terrible. You. Absolutely terrible. I so, not care at all. Yeah, so at the end of the day, uh, I'll stick with what's in print, and what's in print is DC put a much better story than Marvel did. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with this Alicia-Ben Alicia, uh, thing, which I, I, by the time they got married, you know. Yeah, I'm super happy about it, and I love the fact, you know, they're going full-on Jewish wedding with this one, it looks like. I'm a big fan of that. Well, Muzzle Top. Glasses, <laughs> all that. Yeah. So. I think so. I mean, he's wearing, he's got the old yarmulke and the get up on there. And I read so many people in the comments like, Ben Grimm is Jewish? I'm like, what? Oh Why are God. you on this forum? Oh, my God. Really? Oh, yeah. That's, How do you not know that? That's stupid. That is, yeah. Oh, God. He's famously Jewish. Absolutely. Yeah. No. So I, I just think it's interesting because the whole, like, three weddings. What do you, what do you guys think of just characters getting married in general like i was not i don't i don't think batman should ever be married so there there's something to be said for it and i was starting to wonder if we were watching the birth of earth 2 again because batman was Mm -hmm. married to selena kyle and they had a daughter Mm -hmm. who became huntress and um they allowed that universe to move forward but you'll notice it wasn't the standard universe we read about week to week it was one they pulled up here and there to show us yeah um, comic book. Okay, I, I got to be careful how I say this now. Standard superhero comic Why, books. Is your wife listening? No, it's not that. It's that if I say comic books, if I say comic book storytelling is one way, and what I'm specifically talking about are the way Marvel and DC 
mm-hmm. tell the stories of their characters over a long term, you know, you know, fifty to eighty year span. I'm not necessarily talking about The Walking Dead or things like that, but specifically, what we have come to expect from superhero comics is about every five years they have to reset the status quo to where it is, and you can never make big changes. It's what Jackie Gleason used to call the illusion of change. Right. You know, in an episodic form. It's yeah. the idea being that you lose your audience every five years, but at that fifth year, you gain a new one who's going to read for five years. So it, it's hard. It would be cool if in comic books we could have more big shakeups to the status quo. But with the first thing that happens are old guys like me bitch when it happens. And it may or may not hold, and in five or six years, they're just going to go back to where it was, anyways. I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the Damien, with the devil. Yeah, I mean, Robin, the Robins, and Bucky are, are two I can think of that were major changes that stuck. You know. Um. Yeah, oh, I, th- I no, think I'm you're sorry, spot. Joe. Oh, I think you're spot on. Mm-hmm. Specifically talking about marriages, I, I'm fine with heroes that that do get married as long as it doesn't break their core dynamic. Um. In a way, that is the case. Like when Spider-Man got married, it kind of did break one of the things. But at the point that they decided to reverse it, I felt we were way too far down the road. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it it just had evolved too much at that point. Uh But if they wanted to marry him off and for a couple of years have him be different and then revert back to it, that I'm fine with that. You know, and but in this case, I don't think a married Batman, I don't think he would have he would get married. He's just that breaks the character. Uh Immediately breaks the character. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. No, right. Batman ain't the settling down kind. Yeah, but like Daredevil, when Daredevil got married, that didn't change who he was or what what oh, made him fight heart. crime. Yeah, it was heart. <laughs> it was a heartbreaking story, right? <laughs> it was so heartbreaking. Yeah, and it was really well told. So like that's yeah. I don't I don't care that he's married. If if Wolverine were to get married, so all of a sudden now he's having to deal with either marriage issues, or, <laughs> you know, like taking a his wife as a partner on missions with him. That's ter- yeah. terrible. terrible. The terrible core idea. of Wolverine is that he's a loner, you know? Yes. yes. So while you can marry him off, like in an old man Logan sense in, in between the stories, when we, when we re- pick up his story mm-hmm. again, he better be divorced or she better be dead or be something dead. like that. You know? Yeah. yeah. Cause she's it, not in the fridge. Yeah. It breaks the core <laughs> character. Cyclops. It wouldn't break. It didn't break. It didn't no, break. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't break Jean gray, etc. But there are certain characters that just does not work. Yeah, and and I also think there's a difference between a Marvel character, which I've always said is about the person in a superhero suit, mm-hmm. and a DC character, which I've always said is about the costumed life of a person. You know, yeah. Marvel, it's easier to do an interpersonal story, or can be. Again, I don't want to speak in too broader terms. Yeah. But again, you know, it's also... Joe's right, bringing up Spider-Man. I mean, you know, they shit the bed and then immediately turn around and shit the other side of the sheets just to prove that, you know, it was wrong the first time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. They're, they're talking about the, the Marvel versus DC thing. Yeah, the DC guys, they're, you know, they're the gods, right? Yeah. That's what everyone always says. They're the gods and the Marvel are the humans. Well, I'm married. You're married. Paul, you're married. Yep. Marriage is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like, both sides are assholes when it, when you're married. Like and you there's time to fight crime when you're married. Yeah, like it's marriage. Going through and if you depict an actual marriage, you're depicting a lot of pain. And I don't necessarily want or like just tr- you know what I mean. Like there's just it's not easy. There's a lot of hard work there. And I want my gods. I don't want to see my gods as flawed. Yeah, makes sense. 
I have my wife standing over my shoulder. For some. (laughs) That is understandable. In contrast, though, Superman being married makes sense. I was going to say that was that was a shakeup that has that has stood in and has lasted. And adding, uh, you know, the super kids, Batman and Superman's kids, yeah, has actually worked out. So I mean, there's there's the exception to the rule, I guess. And I yeah, assume, or, or maybe after a 75 year courtship, it was okay to, to yeah, marry. yeah. <laughs> well, I was 65, whatever year it was they married him. Yeah, maybe that's the difference. Because I, I agree, I like him being married to, to Lois because we have such a rich history of him not being married to her. It would be weird if he weren't, which may happen. I don't know. It's a little yeah. I've weird got what's going on in those books right now. I've got dogs barking, so I'm gonna have to mute my mic here for a minute. So why don't you two just uh? So Paul, tell me about your marriage. I'm gonna talk about mine. <laughs> You know what? Maybe maybe that wasn't such a great idea. We'll I'm just... safe. My wife's in another country right now. So... <laughs> I'm safe. My wife never listens to my pod. <laughs> oh, God. Paul, you're sure your wife doesn't follow that other zip code rule or anything, right? Uh, I, I don't know. She better not. <laughs> oh, shit. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have asked that, probably. It was uncouth. <laughs> Very uncouth of me. All right, well let's uh, let's talk about the next one, the uh, Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah, I was surprised by this today. I, they didn't tell us it was coming, did they? No, I mean I we see. had like what two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. She she tweeted like, "Hey, let's break the internet," and it was just like a picture on, you know, Entertainment Weekly. And I was like, "Really? That's it? I thought it was gonna be a trailer," and then. So as we forgot about it, boom, just drops the trailer, which yeah. is yeah. Well, awesome. last, well, a couple weeks ago, that's when they released just the stills. Yeah, and then, stills. And then yesterday, I was on Twitter for just randomly, and I did see that she was teasing it. Someone was teasing it. Someone in, in, involved in it ah. was was teasing it for tomorrow. So I, I saw about a day's notice. Yeah, I love on Twitter, so I don't get those. So <laughs> so I'm I'm first off wondering how Shazam ties into this because I didn't see the wizard in there at all. <laughs> And uh, not a tiger in sight. Not a ta- yeah, not a talking Tony anywhere. Talking Tony is um is Jude Law. Does he ever say no to any role? I hope not, because I don't want him to say no to any role. I love Jude Law. He's kind of the John Reese Davies of movies, isn't he? <laughs> but isn't Just... John Reese Davies the movies of the John Reese Davies of movies? Oh, maybe I, I see. He's on Vikings now, so I thought maybe that he was on TV more these days. Because he did uh, The Tudors and uh, Dracula and then Vikings. So I don't think he does movies as much. Yeah, but when he when he was, he was in everything. Yeah, yes. you're right. He was the Jan Michael Vincent of his day. <laughs> <laughs> you're confusing the shit out of so many people, right? <laughs> He's a real Jeffrey Cooper, that one. That was, that was the right name, right, Joe? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I, I I enjoy uh I enjoy what's his name? The blonde guy. We were just talking with the good looking blonde guy. Jude, uh, Law. Jude, Jude Law. Law. I enjoy Jude Law. Uh we had recently we had some Marvel costume designers stop in the store and they work in that department and one of them happened to work on the movie and I asked him specifically, I was like, What well, is he is he Marvel yeah, or and I and question. Yeah, and he was he didn't strike me as being cagey for the sake of being cagey. He was more of like, it's not that simple. 
So, uh, so I don't know. I don't have he's an answer. He's a scroll. That's what that tells me right there. Him, you he's, know what? He's Marvel, but he's a scroll. That might end up being the case. That yeah. he, this guy did not hint at that at all. But, but he was. He didn't seem because a lot of times you ask somebody and they'll just be flat out. They'll be like, I can't talk. about it. Yeah. He wasn't like I can't talk about it. It was like he didn't want to spoil anything. And it, yeah. I feel like if, it, if he were just straight Marvel, he would have said, Yeah, he's playing Marvel. Yeah. yeah, that's the vibe I got from gotcha. him. Gotcha. The, can we talk about how great the, the scrolls looked? Because I thought they looked awesome in the trailer. Yeah, they look great, especially the old lady. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> my that. Buddy texted me, my buddy texted me. He's like, my friends are wondering why in the hell she just punched an old lady on the bus. Because yeah, they, you know, they're just the, the movie fans. They have no idea what the hell a scroll is. Yeah. And I think that's just brilliant to put it in the trailer because people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Punch a poor old lady on the bus. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I loved it. No, that was, that was good stuff. No, it looks amazing, of course. Um, the costuming looks great. I did like how they worked that goofy-ass helmet in there. What the fuck is going on out there? I liked it. Am I the only one that likes the helmet? No, I'm sure somebody does. I think it looks it, good. It makes sense. Yeah, she needs a helmet to fly in space. Right. I like the helmet. I like the helmet a lot. Even, even it, the mohawk hair? Yeah. It, looks cool. It, it looks a little silly on the page, I think. It never wore me over, but I think in, in, in live action, I think it looks kind of cool. Wait, did she have her hair coming out the top? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or was it, or was it energy? I think it was hair. If it was, it was hair, hair, why would... Why wouldn't, why why wouldn't it all leak hair? out there? And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a question for another time. Because it looks cool. Because it looks cool. <laughs> I mean, that's why we do anything. Good enough answer. And did she go full binary there towards the end? That's what everyone's calling it. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Well, I'm also I'm also intrigued by the kind of like half memories that she has. If, uh-huh. Obviously, they're not going to bring actually bring Rogue into it. But that they're playing with that idea that she, for so long, ran around without her memories and, and mm. like half, half a person. So that's kind of neat. I did think it was like, how are they going to do Rogue into this? Because if they get the X-Men back, now they have Captain Marvel, I think that would be a good future yeah. type thing. It would be awesome. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them actually tying Rogue into it. But I did, And did you see that uh, her co-pilot? Uh, Marco uh, Rambo? No, it's not Monica though. That's uh, oh, it's she, your mom, they gave, right? They gave her a different name, yeah. So everyone assumes that that she's Monica's mom. Mom. So yeah. when they come to the future, we can now also introduce Monica and give her her own set of powers and her own outfit and stuff. I'm totally down with that. I like those little, yeah, those little tie-ins without it being too ridiculous. Yeah, the more ways you can work stuff in, sure. I'm looking at a still, and it does look like her hair is. It is, it is her hair. I'm looking at a gif of it right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It's moving well, too I, quick. Know. I can't tell if anybody else's hair is poking out, though. Uh, I no. I know it's not my hair. I um, I, I think it's hilarious. I, unfortunately, though, already on Twitter, you already, the the misogynistic uh, assholes yeah. are already Fuck out those in force. Yeah, I know. But it's just, it's just depressing. It's not like they, they like, looks- yeah, it's not like they, like, created this, like, oh, we're going to make this awesome female character just for PC. This, she is, she is Captain Marvel. This is everything from the page to oh, yeah. the movie. She is a badass, you know, superhero. All right. Stop saying right. female superhero. She's a badass superhero. 
Yep. She's got a great storyline. She deserves her own film. Uh, it's just everything that needs to happen, and it's no for there is no agenda to this, in my opinion. And yeah. you're mad as hell, and you're not going to take it anymore. Goddamn right. Just enjoy it for what it is. Nothing like it's not a, everything does not have to be the fucking agenda. Calm yep. the hell down. If you don't want to watch it, just don't. Let the rest of us enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's the biggest problem with everybody having a voice now that can reach anywhere is that everybody feels like they have to exercise it, oh even gosh. with every stupid thought they have. Yeah, it's like everyone is a podcaster. I know, I know. I know. Oh, no, trust me. I make fun of myself plenty for that. I'm like, I'm a white guy with a microphone. Of course I think people should listen to me. Did did I did I share you guys the story about uh, a couple weeks back when I was at the Dana Gould, Dana Gould uh, signing where the guy asked me what I did? No. I can't remember. No, you didn't. So, please, please real quick, do. Real, real quick, it's exactly what we were just talking about. We were, uh, we were in line, and I was recommending Dana Gould's podcast, which, listeners, is an amazing listen. It's fence. It's a sure wonderful it's. podcast. Yeah, and and I was describing it to the young kid and his dad in front of me, and they were cool, very nice guys. And, and they were like, oh, we don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but it seems like there's a lot of, out of, them, a lot of them out there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy to get a podcast. Everyone's kind of got one. And that was it. I do was not at all hinting about my own Joe and Joe, right? And uh, the next thing out of their mouth, they just turned to me and go, so uh, so what do you do? And it was a setup. I just went, oh, podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even Bill Maher did that on Friday. In his, um, He does a section on his show called I Don't Know for a Fact. I Just Think It's True. And he goes, uh-huh. and one of them was, I have a podcast isn't quite the pickup line it was 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. Nobody cares. Very, I, you know, it's funny about that. I, that was on Friday night. I did not watch it. I swear to God, I made that joke Saturday night. We were at an event, and I made that joke. That's cool. Someone, That's yeah, awesome. Someone was talking about the rock and roll lifestyle, like if you were a rock star, just the kind of like sex you would have to fend off or engage in, et cetera, et cetera. And I just said, yeah, don't tell me I'm a fucking podcast. Pussy left and right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I got to tell you guys, um, some of the behind-the-scenes pro wrestling sex stories I've heard lately, I mean, just from all time, the shit would bend your mind if you heard half of the stuff I've heard now. Can't even it, imagine. Oh, yeah, it's just, it, some of it, you're just like, that's crazy. And other times, you're just like, fuck, that's depraved. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you people. Uh-huh. Sexual suplexes. Oh yeah, the all wiener suplex. <laughs> wiener yeah, wiener. That's the best game. kind of. Suplex. Yeah, sure. Oh god. Um. Yeah. So this this trailer looks good. I am kind of excited for the movie, but uh, you know, it's not out for another year, and that's kind of kind of the other downside of this whole this whole new movie thing is like they get us all like you know boner fied for a movie and they're like okay in another 12 months guys well it's march right whatever uh-huh. whatever fucking <laughs> yeah. math we don't Jesus need to bring the hot wait a minute we don't <laughs> need to bring is... math into this yeah it'll be here any minute now yeah, yeah march will be here like that <laughs> only because we're old guys only because we're old that's true hopefully yeah. i live long enough to watch it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right paul so what is your comic book pick of the week? Uh, pick of the week this week is Superman Numero 3 by Brian Michael Bendis and Ivan Reyes. Um, it was kind of a hard week to pick this week, but there was like one page. Joe, did you read this yet? Not yet. It's in my pile. It's in your pile. Uh, there was this one page 
where so if anybody's reading this the earth has been sucked into the phantom zone and everybody's going crazy so of course there's like looting and brian michael bennis is doing this stuff where in the mix of the main story superman just kind of like stops and just does like random small things with normal people but people are looting and he just like flies down and he just yells at them put it down cut it out now and then flies away and everyone's like okay let me put all this stuff down and it's just like i like the way he's predict like predicted like making superman like the the world's dad yeah which which i like from going to from the blue like the boy scout to dad like he's just like stop knock it off and it flies away and goes like saves the earth from something giant he always makes time to do these little things and and bendis has been doing that in like all three issues yeah and i think it's just fantastic and i really like what he's doing with superman right now well paul you're you're in the military and the, one of the one of the terms they use a lot is project force right yes and that's exactly what superman does mm-hmm. you know he projects force or, or they they talk about when they have uh uh, horse, um, horse, police officers on horses that like one horse equals 12 police officers Yeah. or whatever the number is. So you could imagine Superman rolls into a crowd and it's just like, Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> no, I better, I better listen to this. <laughs> I better listen. But that's the great thing about Superman because not only is he like the most powerful being on earth, but just his words are like, you know, when he speaks, he speaks like that like the most wise father you know and does like it's he has deeds and words and i, I just like and he's Bendis is doing a great job depicting that on the page with superman that's why i like superman so much you know he's not just this guy who can punch like a hole in the moon but he can sit down and have a quiet moment with someone and with his words change their entire life so Bendis is doing a great job with that well in the cool. same breath are, are you reading supergirl uh, I'm not. I may because the way I think I have to with what's going on with this story. Yes. So because I I was reading it at first and I kind of dropped it because I dropped a lot of DC books because they're I, I just well I'm just I'm like, just I'm just talking about the Andreco run with Kevin yeah. McGuire. Uh, it's pivotal. It's it's absolutely crucial okay. reading if you're following the Benda stuff. Okay. She's off in space. Uh, Mark's did a great job with it, uh, and it's Kevin McGuire pencils. And he's, oh, they're, yeah. bring, they're bringing in the Green Lantern Corps. Crypto is her co-star on this adventure. He's out in space with her. And there's, if you're a dog owner, this is the book you have to read. Like, it is, Crypto is, I've never read him better. He's just so, he's an actual dog. Uh, Mark's got an awesome dog. I know him from the shop out here. We're, we're friends. And the way that he depicts the relationship between Supergirl and Crypto is just absolutely like your own dog that you love. It's wonderful. I'm going to have to, cause she's like right now she's investigating if that rope Rogal Zar or whatever yeah. actually did what he's claiming that he did. Correct. And so, like, did right. he work with anyone else? Like, is there, is there more okay. to it? And all that. So she's out in space and the second issue just, just hit, but it's, it's really a great read. It's a lot of fun. I'll have to definitely check it out then. Cause I dropped it a while ago. Yeah. It's worth picking up. I will do that. And then, Paul, what are you looking forward to next week? I'm looking forward to the return of Wolverine, number one, by Charles Soule and Steve McNiven. Um, 
I am a huge Wolverine fan. I've always have been. You know, some like you're kind of iffy about him, but I really started reading comics like hardcore when I became a huge comic book fan was in the 90s, and you couldn't read any Marvel book without Wolverine being in it. So um, I'm just I'm just ready to read it and see what the heck's going on because I read all the whole hunt for Wolverine stuff, and now I'm ready to see Wolverine come back to the mix. Here's a pro Wolverine tip for you kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they just made that uh, podcast that they that Marvel produced that was exclusive. They just made it for free. You can catch it on uh, iTunes. Oh. oh, really? Yeah, it is out from behind the Stitcher paywall. Oh, I listened to yeah. the first two episodes today. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I will have to keep an eye out for that. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Um, and I, that is to my own chagrin. I should really be doing more to keep up with them. Oh, every day I listen to like five a day, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've I've listened. I, I've listened to so many. I'm I've almost run out. Yeah, I can I can see how that happens since everybody in the world has two yes. podcasts. <laughs> well, you know, run out of ones that I like. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Well, like, to be fair, there is a lot of quality differences in podcasts that are out there yes yeah mm-hmm. um the, you know uh, at some point somebody needs to sit down and go how do i master my sound to make sure my decibel levels stay within a certain range yeah yeah it's part of the charm but it is yeah it gets old after a while it, it does I mean, look we all started off i mean joe you probably didn't since you were actually an intern on a podcast before you started uh, podcasting so you probably had a leg up, but a lot of us, we just jumped yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's you could go be at it for a little while. And sometimes sometimes some of the problems are endemic to the way that you're you're proofing it. You know, you could be proofing it on a set of earphones that for you know something in your proof is mix, mixed up, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And the rest of the world doesn't listen to things that way. And so you realize, oh, wow, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. That That happens to everybody. Yep, absolutely. There's a, there's always room for improvement, and there's a lot to learn when you start. But don't let that keep you out of it, because everybody else has a podcast. You might as well, too. Oh, dude, damn right. Yeah. Yes. Oh. But but then again, make sure you sound good, because when you sound better, we all sound better. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, if there's anything I can say about podcasting is, you know, <clears throat> typically podcasters are pretty supportive of other podcasts and podcasters, typically. Ah, yes I look, there's, oh, I know. Off mic, off mic, we will, we, I'll be happy to have a conversation. Yeah. About, <laughs> about a very specific thing that, uh, nothing to do with you guys, but I just don't want to give it any, no, any, no, more, no, vol- no, any more volume than it needs. No, I get that. But like I said, <laughs> overall, you know, overall, I have found the people I have interacted with. Yes. Have yes. Been, yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. And if I try to do the same thing, I uh, literally, we had a, a guy over at the house on Sunday. He's a friend of my wife's, and he he was talking about he's he just started a pod and all that stuff. And I was like, well, let me let me help. You know, let me let's I, I will. You know, I've been doing it for years. Let me help you as much as I can. And immediately gave him just a couple tips to tweak the way his setup is. And he was like, oh my god, this is great. I'm like, yeah, man. The better we all sound, the better forever, better for the whole yeah. industry. If you sound good, we all sound good. Yep. Well, that's kind of the thing. All right. So, Joe, what was the last thing you read? Um, surprisingly, it was Mystery Science Theater 3000, the comic book. Really? Yeah. Uh, I did not think, uh, anything of it. I wasn't expecting this. I have not watched the latest iteration of Mystery Science Theater. It's good. Um, 
I know it's I, I've heard it's great. I started watching the first episode and just got distracted mm-hmm. and never went back to it. But I've heard it's amazing. I love everyone involved in it. And I was I just saw that they had a comic book out and it's penciled by Todd Nock, who is a very nice guy and a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful penciler. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll give this a shot. And it's really, really funny. They they do that. How does that, that work? What's the format? Well, they do the gag. They do the gag uh-huh. that comics have been doing. That a lot of people do with comics. They take uh, public domain comic books and they re-letter them. Uh-huh. And in this case, they go an extra step and they insert the various cast members like Tom Servo, etc., oh, yeah. into the actual panels. So they redraw certain portions of the panels, and huh. then you have and the the the, the word balloons for the jokes are denoted with a little um like a little circle on them so there's the original word the original dialogue that would be part of the movie and then the punchline which would be the the mystery science guys making a joke is in a word balloon that has a little circle on it it's really smart like i wow. absolutely give credit for it yeah it reads really well that's and cool. it's amazing yeah yeah and it's bracketed with it with like an eight page introduction at the front and that part's done by todd and in that introduction, they explain how the operation is going to work. There's even a footnote that says, if you don't get these next four panels, you're not going to enjoy this comic book. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty it's, cool. Yeah, it's well done. It's fun. I like it. No, that's, I didn't even I didn't even realize that there was one out there. So that's, yeah, it was a surprise to me. That's pretty slick. Um, all right, so you know we took last week off, but in the middle of while we were off. A, a bombshell was released that Henry Cavill was out of Superman, immediately followed by Ben Affleck is officially out as Batman. And then the next day, the story started to come out that, nope, that's not the case about Henry Cavill. Um, have you guys heard anything lately? I mean, what, where, where do we stand right now? I'll start with Paul since Joe spoke last. Uh, I don't know what to believe at this point. Like, every day it's either... No, yes, the rumors are true, and then uh, Cavill's manager will put some weird, vague tweet out saying, "Oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe not." I'm just like, "What the hell is going over, going on over there?" Did, yeah, is it? Are they just doing some negotiate? I, I mean, I, I have no idea. Do they even know what is going on? Is the DCU done? Are they just grasping at straws? I I could, I've never been so confused on a direction for a whole film universe. Like this is supposed to be this franchise should be right up there with Marvel and Star Wars. But it's it should be, and yet it's a goddamn dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, how can you screw this up? You have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. I mean, the most some of the most iconic superheroes ever. Well, let me let me put out uh, uh, corporate meddling. I think is still to blame. Hundred um, percent agree. And, yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know why you take your first outing uh, of Batman and Superman and make it both of their last characters' tales. I I was cool with an older Batman. I'm actually okay with the idea that Batman. To me, like in my head, Batman should be a little bit a bo- little bit older than everybody else because he has to have the experience behind him to be able to fucking stand in the room with uh, Superman and Wonder Woman and people like that. He's got to mm-hmm. have lots of experience behind him. So I'm okay with him being older, but being at the end of his career, I don't think is okay. 
how you let out a rumor into the wild and don't get control of it immediately that Superman has quit, that baffles me. And, you know, then on top of this, we have a new Joker film that's going ahead that's completely standalone. They Although the picture, the picture came out of him, and it, it looks, looks kind of cool. It I does. Mean, it looks not, great. It's not jokery, but he looks like a guy who could be a Joker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it looks great. Here, You know, I don't know... I don't think they know what they're doing yet. I think they're holding their breath and biding their time for Aquaman and Shazam and obviously Wonder Woman 84. Um, the, you know, the only time it's going to matter if Cavill is still Superman or not is when he has a cameo or they announce a new Superman movie, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing. They said they said that a lot of this stemmed from they wanted him as a cameo in uh, Captain Marvel, Marvel. or Shazam, Shazam, rather. Yeah. And and it was that fell through or maybe it didn't fall through. Maybe they're going to surprise us with it. You know, yeah, so it's maybe. Yeah. I, well, first off, yeah, maybe we're getting no. fed a line of shit to make us go. Oh, there he is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't like I don't like being fucked with either. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy would it be if they used that cameo as as the opportunity to introduce a new actor as bad as Superman? Oh, yeah. My ass. Well, you got to figure someone has to be Batman in the Joker movie, right? Um, I know they've, they've cast, well, it depends. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go with Joker's traditional story, there has to be a Batman. Right. Yeah. So unless he doesn't become Joker in this movie. We, we, we say there has to be one. Well, what I'm saying is if you're going to go with the traditional story. But but really, I mean, what is a Joker without a Batman? Well, yeah. If they haven't become the Joker in any other way, then it's not a Joker story. Yeah. You know, whether, I don't know. whether he's, whether he's in the red hood or whatever, he's he still gets dropped in a vat or, or pursued into a vat by Batman. Well, remember, this is being called an Batman origin story. Remember, this is being called an origin story. Maybe we don't see the Joker at all. That'd maybe be crazy. We, maybe we Are just see ins- the guy who becomes the Joker. Uh, man, I... <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying... <laughs> That, I mean, look, no, no, you're you're not wrong in in your in your uh, in your hypothesis, but yeah. that would be that would be nuts. Well, yeah, because they because they they haven't made any decisions like that so far. Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah. No. 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 They've made bad decisions. I don't know that they've made insane decisions. Really? Do, do you they, remember the Green Lantern movie? Yeah, it's a bad decision. It's not that's insane. A, it's that's not an insane. insane decision. No, no, no. I don't think it was insane. I think the ex, the yeah, it, it could have been. Yeah, execution was bad. It, it had a potential of being decent movie. Yeah. Just the execution was bad. The execution yeah, was, and we're both terrible. standing by that chair. That's fine. Yeah. You know, you guys can be to get be wrong together all you want. It doesn't make it, it doesn't make it any better. As long as I'm not wrong by myself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on at DC. Uh, I did see where almost immediately uh, Michael B. Jordan's name was floated as a possible Superman, and I suddenly came face to face with my own perhaps racist inclinations to say, well, maybe. Superman's not black, right? And then I realized how bad that sounded. Um, what do you guys think about casting a person of color as a character that is so well known? Any any thoughts or opinions on that? It depends on my like personal like attachment to the character. Mm-hmm. That and then that's 
really what it boils down to. If it's someone I don't really like care too much about, I, I don't have a problem as long as the movie and the story is good. But I have to be 100% honest. If, if Matt Murdock showed up and he was anything other than a ginger, I would be bothered. Kind of like... I, Kind of like his Netflix actor, then, who's not a ginger. But they kind of try to make him. They, they kind of try to make it. They but, try. But uh, or how about so? So let's go back to the to the wedding thing that we were talking about. Sure. Um, you can do it if it doesn't break the character. Mm-hmm. So if they yeah. want to cast Michael B. Jordan and he falls into Kansas and it's a black couple that that finds him, I that I don't care. That's that's exciting to me. But if they if if the studio is like oh just and I don't I do not mean to be offensive with this but like urban it up all of a sudden he he doesn't land in Kansas he lands in he lands in like a back uh-huh. alley you know like yeah. in an urban setting right well I, I don't think they'd do that I mean well, I, well, I don't know I don't you know just, you just no that's what on. I'm saying I I don't yeah, know no idea but so but, if they if they did the same story but just mm-hmm. happen to be African American or oh, then that'd be great and they were African Kryptonian whatever you know joke. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but but if they if they go and they they then feel the need to update it to reflect that that culture like let's say they wanted to make an an Indian uh, like a, a from India Superman and he lands in India well then that's just not Superman. But if if, if yeah. a guy, I've seen that movie it has dance scenes in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But if, if but if a guy who it's if they want to do the movie uh oh the Mark Wade book that came out that was really good. Uh, Red Sun. No, 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 no. That was Mark Miller. Uh, oh, Mark you're right. Uh, they, it just came out from Boom Comics, and it was this story. It was the story of a black Superman that landed, and he landed in the Deep South in the early 1900s. Oh, it, I heard um, about it, but I didn't read it. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was slow to come out, and so I think, and it got a lot of heat from people because people are racist and stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was, but it also got it got a lot of heat from people saying, "Why is a white man telling the story?" And I'm like, "Well, he's a writer and he's talented and he has a story to tell, and it's yeah. a good and, it, and he told it really well. Uh-huh. That's cool, you know." Um, and I, I guess I'd be even okay if it was like a farmer family in the deep south that finds him. Like it doesn't have to be Kansas, but I think it still needs. There's still some trappings of it needs to be like a kind farm couple find him. You know, well, like, like I, I wouldn't this, even say yeah. to change it that much. I mean, yeah. the Kent's find. This this Clark Kent, this Cal L, man, raise him. There's no need to change it from Kansas. Um, oh yeah, right, right. You wouldn't have to change it. Yeah, but like they wanted and, to for some reason, like set it, you know, in the deep south during during. Uh, yeah, Jim and, Crow. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, let's just let's just keep everything whatever that Superman's 25 to 35 years old, and that many years ago fell into Kansas. The Kents find him, and I I don't even think. It would be necessary to make, you know, and you could if you wanted to, or you could not if you didn't want to. The kids don't even have to be black. They could be a white oh, couple no, raising, an, no. yeah, no. raising oh, no, yeah. A, an adopted black child. That might even make the character more interesting. Yeah, totally right. Yeah, to be honest, my brain wasn't even going there. But yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be fine, too. That'd be great. Yeah. You know what, now I mean, that I've... There also is a black... I mean, there is an African-American Superman out yes. there. Yes. You know. Yeah. Steel? No, um... Oh, the, the, the Barack the Obama. Earth. Yeah, the Barack Obama one. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, model it. Yeah, Cal- yeah. Calvin yeah. Kelvin's or whatever. I can't remember his yeah, name. I honestly can't remember his name. But, um, I mean, that would be cool, too. I mean, we're used to seeing a Clark Kent being Clark Kent. But at the end of the day, if the story is good, I have no issues with it. 
Yeah, because like I could accept a black uh, actor playing James Bond without a problem. It would not. Yeah, no it wouldn't problem affect me that. in any way. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, actually, you you just I'm so and I'm so sorry if I my brain didn't even go there. You're 100 percent right. I, I don't care if whoever they cast, as long as he lands in in lands in Kansas, is raised by the Kents, and goes to Metropolis to fight crime. Done. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, that's it. It was just at first when I first heard it, and I hadn't really spent a lot of time articulating or thinking about it or discussing it with anybody else. At first, I was like, well, Superman's not black. But now I realize that Superman's entire story is that of an immigrant who's adopted into a family. Right. And you know what? Maybe a black Clark Kent being raised by a white Jonathan and Martha Kent in a little you know backwater town somewhere in Kansas. Maybe that is even more identifiable with people. So I think I've talked myself um, around on this one, and I actually kind of like the idea of that being tried. You know, at least you could give them credit, and you couldn't call them a bunch of chicken shits for not having done it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know, but now here's the thing. To me, it just depends. Now, that is one where all your anti... What do those guys call themselves now? Proud boys, Uh, whatever. They call themselves... Comics gate and racists and yeah, oh, I'm sorry, that's what we call them. Yeah, yeah, uh, those guys would hit hit the bricks, but you know what? Fuck them. I don't. I oh don't well, care they would anyways. burn. Yeah. Hey, no. Oh my God, I hope they do because they would burn all the Superman comics, then all my comics would be more valuable. Oh, there you please, go. please, please cast them. Please cast them. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be amazing. You know, it, it sounded like a better and better idea as we go yeah. along here. Yeah, quick guys, it's it's like buying stock. Go yeah. go stock up on super. That we're gonna get insider trading tips. As soon as we hear, as soon as we hear, they're about to cast Michael B. Jordan. Everyone run out and buy a Superman book. Since when does everything that has to be made, whether it be a film, TV, comic book, it has to be made for me? Like, right. and if you don't make it for me, like you're fucking everything up. I'm so, there are other people that we share this earth with. Yep. They want to read something else. Like, quit being so freaking greedy and selfish. Yep. If it's not for me, then I just oh, that's not for me. I won't read that, but I'm glad someone else is enjoying it. I, I, I don't understand the mentality of this, that everything in what – even comic book readers, there's not that many of us. No. In the grand scheme of things, we're a small minority, and they have to open it up to a larger audience and get new readers. You can't just make it for just the well, here's you a, know, here, here, couple here's, hundred thousand you're so, people. You're so right, and I don't mean to say but here, but – but I will say, but and but 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 <laughs> they're but, not bringing it. Unfortunately, the result is they're not bringing in readers. They're bringing in new fans of the characters, but they're yeah. not translating to reading. So I just let's let's keep. I agree with everything you just said, but it's it's not working to bring new readers in, but it is working to grow the brand, and that's important. Yeah, I mean that's right now it's it's about the brand because the movies are making way more money than. Right. Do you, think, do you think that's a holdover from the days when there was such few and far between? So you had to wait 20 years for another Batman movie, so that fucking Batman movie better be goddamn fucking good. Well, look what we were saying now, about Halloween at the start, though. You know, like, we Halloween the movie. We were like, that thing better not suck because, you know. Oh, it's going to be 10 years. Well, I think, I think that's <laughs> a little bit, it's got a little bit of its different cloud over it. But, okay. I mean, they haven't really wildly reinvented Halloween over the years. It's always the same. They've just added all that mythology on it. This is like, and they even reinvented it a few times, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a different direction. 
what I think Paul's saying is like with Teen Titans, you could do a super super kiddie version, and you could do a, an adult teen version. Yeah, and and you're still not break the, the mold unless they've done a like a a preteen Michael Myers rom com. <laughs> no, I, I was just talking about your statement that you think this is a holdover for when from when there were movies that only came out every X number of years, so everybody's, like, holding their breath on it. Yeah. And I was I was agreeing with that because I was saying, you know, look what I was saying about Halloween at the beginning. Right. When know, Batman 89 came out, it had to be for the Batman fans. Yes. It, it kind of wasn't, though, in a way. Well, um, but, uh, no, come on. It was for, no, it was for movie fans. It was for movie fans. Look, the Joker never killed Batman's parents. There were a lot of elements in there that were not parts of the comic book. Sure. It was it yeah. was a whole new thing, and it was cool, no, I, and it it was cool, and it worked, and it did inform later Batman stuff. Many things from the movie were incorporated into Batman, like the gear, the grappling gun didn't exist before then. Um, it's well, cool. what I'm saying is like now, mm-hmm. you can just make it. Like you don't have to worry. Like oh man, I really hope. You know, this guy's going to like the Silver Surf. No, they they can just make it, a, a, make a good movie. It doesn't have to be specifically like, hope I don't anger the fans. Who cares if they anger the fans? Oh, 50,000 people got mad? Well, you well, know what? Yeah. A, a million people right. watched it. Look, right. even, even if you hate the most recent Spider-Man movie, say like right now, if you were pissed at Homecoming or mad that, you know, Spidey died at the end of the Avengers, most people still bought the PS4 game. You know what I mean? They're, that that brand is still strong. That's fine. These guys that are just loud and mouthy for the sake of being, I don't know, edgy or offensive or whatever the fuck they're trying to do. I don't understand what it is they're shooting for. That's that's my biggest problem is I don't get what they're trying to accomplish by being such blatant out-and-out cocksuckers in public. You know what I mean? And, and nothing wrong with cocksuckers. I was just looking for something to call somebody there. Um I don't understand what they're trying to do besides say, like, I'm white and I'm special and I'm tired of non-white, non-special people getting superhero movies. I, if that's what they're trying to do, fuck off. Yeah, Nobody I, I nobody don't, cares. Don't watch it then. Yeah. I don't understand, like, oh, this, uh, this, show, this show is clearly for uh, five-year-old girls. Okay. Yeah. Then don't watch the other right. hundred shows that are out right now. Yeah. Why don't you take your red suspenders, your Doc Martens, and fuck off right out of here then? Jesus Christ. Man, it just pisses yeah. me off to no freaking end, man. I, I did. I read a thing a couple of years ago when they announced that the next Doctor on Doctor Who was going to be a woman, and almost immediately after it was written in a forum or a Facebook group, I don't remember which, somebody wrote, well, now that they've announced they've done this for purely political purposes, really, how about somebody just wanted to try something new with a character that's been beat to death for 60 fucking years? Yeah, because the, the people that make Doctor Who are like extremely political, and they're trying to like warp the minds of... Yeah, like Jesus, man! You've had how many? What is the thirteenth? You have yeah. twelve Doctor Who's that were just for you, as in your brain. Let someone else have a freaking seat at the table for one season. Yeah, it's I don't I don't get I don't get the backlash. I don't get why people. And look, you know, look, we get together once a week and bitch about shit all the time. <laughs> but it's in a good natured way. We're not actually trying to like do any harm or damage these people seem like they're actually trying to do harm and damage to something and that just befuddles me and it really says something about them that you cannot enjoy a show because the the protagonist is now a female and not a male mm-hmm. like really that's going to really alter your perception of how this thing you supposedly love so much 
that just because now the, the character is a woman and not a man, it's ruined for you. Right. Well, they don't like, really, you really they don't really internalize and think about yourself. Yeah, you know? they don't really love those characters. It's the person who says the only Superman that I like is the Superman from the Red Sun story. Well, then you don't like Superman. Fine, move on. Then I then I don't need your opinion on if they cast a black guy or not. Yeah, yeah. or or on a non Red Sun comic book. Yeah, right. Yeah, here's your opinion. It's good for about a fucking hair's breadth and a mile long. And at, when we fall back into that topic, I'll ask you again, dipshit. But right. outside of that, yeah, I don't know. This this whole toxic fandom thing is just driving me kind of nuts. Yeah, because it's ruining things I love, like yeah. Star Wars and stuff. Well, like, and I almost, I hate to even be this guy, but should people maybe quit reporting on some of this shit? Is it maybe just such not, it's such a non-story that maybe they should just, like, shut up about it and not report it? Except in cases like where Kelly Tran had to deactivate her Instagram account or her Twitter account, which is fucking repugnant, by okay. the way. Yeah. But maybe only report when that kind of shit happens, and then why don't you go, out, go ahead and put out the user IDs of the fucking people who did it. But outside of that, don't report every time a handful of fans get together and bitch about, you know, Ray being in Star Wars or any time. Here, here's another one that gets me. Anytime it's a female protagonist, now it's a Mary Sue. Okay, fuck off. Yeah. That's not what a Mary Sue is, guys. No, not yeah. at all. I just yeah. don't click. Don't give them what they just want me to click on the article and fight with the people in the comments. I just ignore it. That's all they want is for people to comment and get a thousand comments on their shitty ass article that they wrote mm-hmm. just they for clicks all, where they got all the dates wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just don't engage. I'm like, no, I'm not going to give you that click. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, pad your stats for this bull crap that you're putting out there. Yeah. Joe, you've been kind of quiet the last couple of minutes. Anything you want to add before we start winding down? I think you're both Mary Sue's. I I am a bit of a Marty Stew. I have been I have been writing Vikings fan fiction where I have a love interest with Lagertha lately. No, um, actually, I do have something to share. Um, I too hate women. No, I um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, a couple Eric weeks Carmel. ago, yeah, a couple weeks ago, we we talked about a thing called Comicsgate, and we uh, we basically said that we weren't that well up on it in order to discuss it. Um, randomly, two days later, I happened to be walking into a, sh- a comic show next to one of the guys uh, that is uh, – he has some financial uh, investment in someone related to Comicsgate. Mm-hmm. And, and he was a nice guy, and he wasn't a lunatic. He, he wasn't involved in it directly, but he knows the guy that is. And so I, so I, sat him, I pulled him aside, and I was like, okay, please explain this to me. Explain what's going on. And he did, and I, we don't need to get into it, the details of it, but – Throughout the whole thing, the only thing that I stuck in my head and was if the guy at the head of it would just step up and tell the people who were obviously being dicks to shut up and and make a statement that I believe in whatever, inclusivity or stand up for this person, it makes them go away. And if that means you lose a couple sales, so on, so be it. And I know it's easy for Joe Quesada to do it, but Joe Quesada's been going on the Twitter muscle lately. And he's, you know, head of Marvel mm. or former head of Marvel. And he's been on the Twitter muscle lately. It's basically calling him out, saying, these guys are trolls. Just stop it, you know? And that's yeah. what you need. You need the, the, the antiseptic of reality on these people. So when, and this is going to sound bad, but when the Kelly Marie trans of the world 
leave Twitter or social media instead of standing up to them and telling them to F off, that I think I think that's a step back. It feeds the trolls, basically. It feeds the trolls, right. You need that someone works. like yeah. yeah, you need someone like a Chrissy Teigen who I don't know how much trolling she gets, but she's vocal and out there on Twitter. You need to be able to, and and it's it's it, and it sucks that we're that I'm sitting here putting demands on how uh, this lovely young actress needs to be. I, I don't mean it. I really don't mean it that way. But yeah. that's the that's the antiseptic to trolling. And if and if you want to, or just mute them, but don't let them get in the way of what you want to do. If what you want to do is promote your brand. Yeah, and that's it's unfortunate because like you know these are young people we're usually talking about here, mm-hmm. um, whose egos like Joe, Paul, you know me. Somebody tells us to go eat a dick sandwich for like fuck off, you know it just yeah. it doesn't matter. Our egos don't get that involved. If you know you're you're a young lady and you're getting you know you're getting the kind of abuse and beatings that. Women have silently taken for years, but oh, now all of a sudden absolutely. you're getting it. You're getting it on two orders of magnitude greater than yeah. any, you know, any poor kid has to take. Because I mean, we're talking about young people here. I know, I know. And, and no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not cutting into you because you you are 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. It's there almost needs to be some coping mechanism that is taught to younger people now who are in are going to be in fields where they could be, you know, open to wide scale humiliation like that. I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. It's just a fucking shame that this is the world we live in. You know, we, we have this thing now where you can, you can get anything you want in a day and you, every piece of information that's available to you is available to you right now. Shit that our ancestors wouldn't even have been able to dream of. It is so much like magic when you really strip it back. When you think just 400 years, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, the likelihood of you being able to read was nothing. And you probably died at 40. And now all the information you could want is a click away from you, even mobily. And what people are using it for are fucking cat videos and picking on fucking non-white actresses. Just fucking unbelievable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn travesty. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in that vein, this week is going to be really rough. The, all the shit that's going on down in D.C. when it comes to treating women with respect online. It's it's all this stuff starts at the top. And I God, I really hate I don't mean to bring it back to that, but it's a it's a table setter for the way people feel emboldened. Well, it's it's, you know, thing, uh, especially it's thing... because he, he uses mm-hmm. Twitter as his mechanism to bully or bully and vomit at people. Right. Yeah. So it really does. A lot of the stuff is taken from the top. Like I've always said, there's not many human beings one-on-one I'm afraid of, but as soon as you put any group of people of three or more together, I'm afraid of all of them. And it's like the, the, the night of the broken glass in, in Germany, like all these people who had Jewish neighbors who never would have done shit one night, go out and start destroying shops, breaking windows, and destroying things just because they're emboldened by what has happened at the top of the structure. Right. But when left one-on-one with their neighbors, there was nothing wrong. They didn't hate them. But right. now all of a sudden, it's a mob mentality, and everybody goes fucking nuts. And and you're right. some point in the last 20, 30 years in this country, we've lost our goddamn minds. And and it's and it's it's <clears> oozing <throat> out of every direction. The problem is, is now... 
we've got a symptom that's hard to keep a balance on, but we don't actually know what the, the cause was at any point. What caused this to happen? We have no idea. Time traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, time, guys. Time traveling, Hitler. Yeah. Well, anytime you travel time, Hitler wins. I don't care if you go forwards or backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how that works. Well, guys, I, I appreciate you all taking the time to do this. I think I'm getting a little talked out for the night, though. Anybody want to add anything before we go? Nah, just listen to Joe on Joe and Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I think that's a good one, too. Paul, how about you? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> All right, then, for Paul Vieira, Joe Slepsky, and myself, Jeremy Vilmer, bye-bye, everybody.